This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So, Bree, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue, and there's railroad tracks, like street track tracks, and my bike's tire like went and wedged in to the railroad tracks, no. and I totally fell down and just like skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And <laughs> active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites, and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. This is Joanne, and I am here for another No Guilt Mom win, where we have members of our Balance VIP community come on and share something that they have changed in their lives, how they did it, how it feels, so you could do so too. Today, I'm going to introduce you to Rachel, who made a big change in her life by asking her older kids to help out with supervising younger ones during mealtimes. And I can't wait for her to share with you how she did it and what it looks like now. So welcome, Rachel. I'm so happy to have you here. What was what was it like for you when you were trying to prepare a meal at home? So, uh, so like you say, I've got four kids and the youngest is one. And he's into everything. And it's not just the normal like emptying cupboards. It's like dragging furniture around so that he can climb up to stuff. And he's learned how to open the oven. Um, so it's just really stressful. I had to put him in a, his high chair and he would scream the place down, even though I'd try to give him snacks or, you know, give him toys on his high chair. He'd just scream while I was trying to cook. Or I'd like put him at one side of the kitchen and then run across and open the oven and put something in and close it and run back to him and by that time he was like next to me and it was just terrifying all the time it was so stressed like the energy it took me just to cook a meal um, and even when I was sort of doing some of it at, at lunchtime and putting it in the slow cooker so it was ready I'd still have to carry the boiling water for the pasta say and pour that out and he'd he'd be one place at one time and then he'd be under my feet and I'd be scared I was going to fall over and drop the water on his head and and at the same time, the other three were either arguing or coming in and going, can I just have a snack? No, I'm clearly making tea right now. Can I do this? Can you just help me with my homework? Can you do it? And I was just so frazzled that 
it just took all my energy just getting through tea time. And by the end of tea, I just wanted everyone to go to their bedrooms and not speak to me till the next day. (laughs) Understandably, like I think you've described a situation that so many parents experience, like you were just done by the end of it. And especially when you add in the thing of trying to keep a little one alive and not kill themselves, like that is so stressful because that's really... That's really what you're doing. Like, I remember when my son was two years old, he was like, I was making dinner and he would go and he would do the same thing, open the oven. And then one day I turned around and he had taken my glass of red wine, which was like way in the counter. I have no idea how he got it. He poured the thing over his head. Like red wine was like streaming down his face because like kids that age are not so... <laughs> and it crazy. was a really new experience to me because my other three had always been quite content to sit in like a little playpen in the kitchen so as long as they could see me or even sit in their high chair and pretend like they were cooking the other three had been content to do that and my youngest just isn't he wants to be everywhere and climbing and so it was just it was new to me and I couldn't figure out how to deal with that so you came into our balanced VIP group and I remember I remember this coaching call when we were talking about it. So what what happened there? What did you hear there that kind of changed things around? So I think the biggest thing was a mindset change. So for me as a parent I've always felt like, and I, some of this comes from having four children. So you get a lot of, oh, you've got your hands full. And, oh, well, you chose to have four children. And you know, mm. what do you expect with four kids? And you kind of, I'd, I'd built up this feeling that it's everything's my responsibility. So I have to make sure that I do everything. And I can't ask the kids for help because they're kids. And I came to the um, coaching and just had a completely different point of view given to me and the idea that well actually part of my job as a parent is to teach them skills and teach them responsibility and prepare them for life and some of that is is getting them to help and also be part of a team like I'm not on my own they are part of a team and everyone had their own little um little sayings and there was like teamwork makes the dream work and everyone's mm-hmm. kind of putting them in the comments and and that made me feel like a relief but also like actually it's okay to ask for their help and there is a a balance kind of between expecting them to take on a parental responsibility but you know asking them for help and there's a balance in the Mm -hmm. middle where no I'm not expecting them to kind of parent but they can play together and and help out that way um and so we made a decision once I came to the conclusion that it's not all my responsibility and I can ask for the help, um, we came, to, we came and we made the decision that I would ask my eldest, my 10 year old, just to play with the, the youngest for 10 minutes while I did the trickiest parts of cooking tea, sort of moving, getting things in and out of the oven and pouring the hot water. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what I did. And I asked him and it was good. And what did he say when you asked him? Um, oh, do I have to? Is what he said. Of course. <laughs> him. But I gave him that and I was like, I explained that to him. And I was like, right, so at the, at the end of the day, I'm really tired. And I find it really stressful having Reuben around while I'm trying to cook tea. And you want to be fed. And I want you to be fed. And I want you to have healthy food. And you don't want to have a sandwich for your tea. And also, 
the thing was I'd come to it because they didn't like their bedtime and I was feeling bad because they were going to bed early because I'd had enough I was like well you want your bedtime to be later and for your bedtime to be later I have to have the energy to have everyone still up later so if you can look after him for 10 minutes for me so I can do the tricky parts of tea then we can extend your bedtime by half an hour so you're not missing out like you might be missing out on 10 minutes playtime but you'll get half an hour playtime later and he was like hmm that sounds that sounds like a good deal um it does and once we had that conversation he was like yeah okay I can do that um and he did and it hasn't always gone to plan there's sometimes when the baby just doesn't want his brother he doesn't want to play with his brother he wants his mama um Mm -hmm. and he feels disappointed that he's not been able to entertain him but on the days that it does work it's great Yeah. And like you mentioned like two really key things there that I think a lot of parents who are going to try this will run into. First is that initial resistance from a child for helping out. And you navigated that so well by telling him exactly how you were feeling and also like negotiating with him because so many people are kind of against negotiating with kids. But really, if we're working as a team, we're making sure that everyone gets their needs met. So you really pointed out how his needs are getting met at the same time that he's helping and contributing. So like now that he is playing with the one-year-old, like what have you found with your energy level now? So on the days where it goes well, the, the first time I tried this, it went really well. Um, and there has been times after that, but the first time I was so surprised. I had so much more energy. It's amazing how draining it is, that stress of, of needing to be on top of them and to just have peace and quiet, no screaming, and to be able to focus on one single task and get it done without having to do everything else. I just, I had so much more energy. And that night, the first night, um, I read two chapters of my son's book to him. And usually I manage a couple of pages and I'm like, I'm done now. You can read, but I'm done. I read two chapters of his book and I managed to spend more time with all three kids and they all went to bed half an hour later. And it just felt so much better because I felt like I'd had more quality time with them and they felt better because they felt that they'd had that quality time. Um, All for 10 minutes. Just 10 minutes of him helping. Just 10 minutes. And they got all that extra energy and, and presence from me. And it it just felt really good. Yeah. And it, and it does go up and down, as you've said, which yeah. is totally natural and normal. But overall, it sounds like it's been a really great improvement, would you say? Oh, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, like you say, there's days like when baby doesn't want his brothers. But mm-hmm. on the days where he does, it's it's great. And Uh, yeah I can't yeah I wish I could share like how much more energy I have just having that 10 minutes to get what I need to do done it was it's such a win for me yeah I I hear it in your voice like the energy you have and like thinking back to that coaching call we had in balance like you're you are projecting a totally different energy now And I'm so excited to see what else is coming up for you. So thank you so much, Rachel, for sharing this win. And I hope that it encourages others, if you are having struggles during dinner, to ask for help. Even just 10 minutes makes a difference. So remember, best mom's a happy mom. Take care of you. And we'll talk to you later.
If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.